1: The edition of the 12 questions podcast here on the teardown feed my name is jeff gluck each week i ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver up next is bubba wallace of 2311 racing in his first season driving for the team we were able to have a really fun conversation and i don't want to delay things any further so let's jump right into our 12 questions interview for this week all right everybody i'm here with bubba wallace and um Bubba, first of all, thanks for doing this. I appreciate you taking the time to hop on here with me.
2: Yeah, man, no problem. Thanks for having me. This is what, our third?
1: I don't know. Well, I feel, oh, man, I have I think I've done these with you going back to your truck days, I'm pretty sure. More, so.
2: than, more than three? Wow, I thought it was only yeah. three. All right.
1: I'll have to look. I'll have to look. Who's, who's got the most? Um, You know, I think, I, I, I want to say Jimmy had never missed one, but I'm not doing one with him this year, so... It's time, opportunity for people to catch up, I guess.
2: Yeah, I guess so.
1: (laughs) Um, So, the first question is when you meet someone who doesn't know who you are, do you ever lie about what you do for a living? Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) What do you say? It happens a lot on the golf course. Um, I remember, I remember um, it was Daytona this year, and I went over to the LPGA course Mm -hmm. and played, went and played by myself had a little downtime and they paired me with uh, this older couple and they were super nice. And uh, we were talking, chit chatting and they didn't recognize who I was. Um, And then it took about 11 holes to where they were like, so why are you down here? And I'm like, (laughs) damn. Um, Because there's, there's times like, like, hey, I just want to come out and play golf and, you know, not talk about racing. And I'm like, man, they've been uh, they've been super friendly and, and awesome to be around. And I was like, man, I'm just down here on vacation. And they were like, oh, okay, well, where are you staying? And I'm like, God dang. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm staying at the racetrack. Well, they're like, oh, you're in a motorhome? I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, cool. Like, you're here for the race? And I'm like, yeah. they're like, oh, okay. And then it was like they put two and two together. It was like, oh, wait, I was like, yeah, I'm Bubba. They were like, <laughs> oh, no way, but uh, actually, really cool. I actually ended up getting them tickets to uh, to the road course race, uh, after 500. So
1: it was a good wow. time, yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's that's a good story, <laughs> yeah. Um, what current driver have you known for the longest?
2: It has to be Blaney. Uh, I think that was olero days it's between Blaney and Lajoy um, I'd, I'd say I'd say it's, it's it's pretty close between those two.
1: okay yep. yeah that makes sense. yep um, can you describe to us what it feels like to crash in a race car?
2: Um, depending on how you're crashing and where you're crashing um, it gets very tense for two three seconds because you don't know how bad the impact's going to be. And then you hit and you tense up even more. Uh, It's just a lot of unknown, a lot of uncertainty of like, you know, how bad it's going to be. So your mind is just thinking, how bad is this going to hurt? And am I going to get hit again by other cars? And so I think your mind is doing all the work, but it tells your body to tense up and and prepare for for impact. So um, I'll tell you, Pocono, when my brakes went out, now that, that I was, I was, uh, uh, I was, I was scared because I thought I was, I, I literally thought I was going to die because I thought I was going to hit head on. And so that was the first time I've ever been scared inside of a race car, um, was Pocono crash.
1: Yeah. Um, do you have any new habits or lifestyle changes you've made lately that you're particularly proud of?
2: I can't be as lazy this year. <laughs> I'm doing everything underneath the sun, it feels like, uh, from meetings to sim time. I'm more on a schedule now, which goes against my M.O. because I hate scheduling things. I'm just an um, on-the-fly type of guy. So having things scheduled out, setting alarms to get up at the ass crack of dawn mm. to do things. sucks, but hey, it's part of it.
1: Yeah, yep, I hear you. Uh what makes you laugh during a race?
2: Um usually something Freddie says on the radio. (laughs) He'll usually tell me to follow the twenty-three or he'll start spotting for the forty three, or say we have ten laps to go and we actually have like thirty five laps to go. (laughs) Um so I'd say I'd say it's something Freddie says.
1: Do you ever listen to the uh, Door Bumper Clear podcast, or you get enough Freddie as it is?
2: Yeah, I get enough Freddie, and those podcasts are way too long. Like, I don't have that attention span to sit there and 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 listen to a forty-five minutes. And people are like, "Oh no, you do that while you're out, you know, walking the dog." I'm like, "Well, no, I'm focused on walking the dog. I'm not even listening to the podcast." Then
1: <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is a quality or skill you envy in other drivers?
2: That's a good one. I don't. I don't really know because I'm. I like how you know unique I am and, and different I am. So, um, man, I'm not. I'm not sure. I guess I'd say the success part of it, winning some races, that's about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. So this is a wild card question. I'm. I'm mixing it up for e- each person. Um. My question for you is: You know, you don't strike me as the type of person who gets nervous, but I know you recently uh, did a surprise proposal to your yeah. now fiance Amanda. Yes. Um, so, did you have nerves leading up to that? Not that you didn't think she was going to say yes, but you were trying to pull off the surprise and all that stuff. What What were your nerves like?
2: Oh, I was I was super nervous because she had no idea, and I worked on it for like three months and. Wow i uh, trying to find the ring, the cut, clarity, color, and carrot, the four C's of life. I got to study up on all of that
0: mm-hmm. and
2: uh, was doing my research late at night while I was upstairs. Usually I'm upstairs playing video games. And so the um, uh, first time I got nervous is when I started seeing pop-up ads on my phone <laughs> of, of engagement rings. And I'm like, oh shit, I didn't think about the algorithm that it's on the same Wi-Fi network. And so it's just pulling up all those cookies and I'm like, oh God, I hope this is not popping up for Amanda. Oh, yeah. And so that's the first time I got nervous and, you know, she never mentioned anything. And so I was doing a lot of deleting messages, uh, very sketchy stuff between her <laughs> mom, her cousin, her sister, her sister, Uh, people, I was telling that this was going down. So, um, so I was super nervous then, but fast forward to the week of, I got the ring, was super excited. Uh, and I was like, shit, where am I going to hide this thing? And I was like, Mm. the only place she will not go look for something is in my golf bag. So I put it in my golf bag and, uh, underneath all the balls luckily i've been playing pretty decent so i haven't lost any balls when i've been playing so <laughs> um so that was a plus but um but then i was like i was overthinking everything obviously i'm like i always leave my golf clubs in my car and as soon as like i started taking them out i hoped she wasn't going to be like why are you taking your golf clubs out you never take them out yeah you know and i'm like oh shit but got by with that and got to the trip the most nervous and the most sketched out i got was going we to oregon because we got there on a tuesday and the proposal wasn't until thursday but we get out of the the rental car at the hotel and uh there's fans uh, like waiting to get autographed no one knew i was you knew we were going and she all she talked about was oh jeff luck said this jeff Buck said that and i'm like yeah i guess i should have told jeff luck what's really going down <laughs> 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 um but we get there and guys. How did are like, the hey, fans Baba. know you were there? That's what I said. I'm like, how the I said, hey man, how the fuck did you know I was here? And he was like, Oh, somebody tipped us off that Denny's plane had landed at the airport. And I'm like, Oh. And then he was like, This is the Nike hotel when all the Nike athletes come to come to town. And so we just kind of figured we'd run into Denny, but we ran into you. So this is cool. Oh, okay. And I was like, "All right." So, the uh, is it the bellman? Is that what you call them to come get your bags? Yeah. Yeah. So we had a handful of bags. Uh, I had brought my golf clubs, obviously, and uh, and the guy was like, "Yeah, once you check in your room, we'll bring your clubs up right away, and we'll be good." Well, we walk in and we get our room within five minutes, but I don't get my bags for another twenty minutes.
1: Oh,
2: and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out because have you ever been to the nines there in Portland? I have. Yeah. So, you know, it's like right there on the street, like you walk Mm -hmm. in. So I'm like thinking somebody snatched my fucking clubs because they knew it was me. I didn't care about anything else. Amanda was like, oh, my God, where did you put the money? I I had brought a little bit of cash for the trip. I was like, yeah, it's in one of those bags. She's like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah, totally. I'm, that's all I care about is that money. Bullshit. <laughs> all I care about was them golf clubs, <laughs> and so, and so I'm I'm literally freaking out. And my manager, he had came with me. He was in the room next to us, and so like I knocked on his door, and I'm like, dude, where are the clubs? He was like, it's fine, relax. And I was like, I was like, forget it. I'm walking up to the front desk, and I'm like, hey, we have a dinner, which we actually had to go to dinner right away uh uh-huh. I was like, hey, we need our, our bags. And it's been 15 minutes. She's like, okay, yeah, we'll uh we'll get right on that. And I'm like, okay. Well, like another five, 10 minutes go by. And I'm like getting pissed. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. And then here comes old boy around the corner, ho hum, like, hey, hey, Mr. Wallace. Like, I'm like, hurry up. Let's go. Oh, well, and so relief. they finally, finally got there and uh had to go through the golf bag while she was using the bathroom or getting ready just to make sure that it was all there but um that was the most nerve-wracking um yeah but then the best one of the best parts besides the proposal we wednesday we're sit we're at columbia headquarters over there and Mm um we're sitting down eating lunch with everybody and she she pulls out her phone and all she says is congrats like with a question mark on the end and i'm like oh my god who just told her congratulations Like, I'm thinking of all the people that I told, which wasn't many, but Mm -hmm. who spoiled it? And I'm like, what do you mean, congrats? And she was like, oh, we just, we actually just bought land on Wednesday, on that Wednesday, and the offer went through. And so it was our realtor. Oh, dude, I I I almost threw up my food. I stopped (laughs) eating, and I was like, all right, let's go on to the next thing. But yeah, congrats. What is this congrats for? She says. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. So everything was shaping up to be a freaking nightmare and then it happened. So it was good.
1: Wow. Wow. That's a great story. That's a great yeah. story. I love that. Thanks for yeah. sharing that. Yeah. Um, this has become a remote work world. Uh, if you were allowed to re- relocate to a different state than where your team shop is, where would you want to live?
2: Um, Man, it's funny. I'd I'd love to be out where you're at. Uh, it's, it's beautiful out there. Uh, if it wasn't. You did not have to do a lot of stuff in person, which COVID has actually been able to do things remote, which has been okay. Um, I would love to live Colorado, Colorado or further West than that. Anything out there is awesome. All
1: right. Come on out. Um, (laughs) What is an embarrassing mistake you've made on the track that you're comfortable sharing with us now?
2: I don't have anything like at the top level. I remember the best story. I had, and I didn't, this was back when we were running Bandoleros. So when I was like 10 or 11, Mm -hmm. um, it was me and Cliff Daniels, Larson's crew chief. And he ran, he ran legend cars. He was, he's older, but him and I were the only ones, or the first ones and the only ones I believe to win all six races at the fifth mile track out back behind the track, behind the speedway. And we both did it in the same year. I was, I was a little kid and he was obviously in, and I think pros at the time. Um, but the last race, I, uh, I was getting all cocky and had the, I had the lead by a long shot and I was driving one handed and I about spun out and almost lost the lead and almost lost the win. This was the last lap. And, uh, my dad, he's like, dude, what happened? And I was like, I don't know. There's something in my fire suit, like a bug, like it bit me. (laughs) And I never told him that the truth. Until maybe like four or five years ago. <laughs> I was like, hey, That's good. remember when I said there was a bug in my suit? I was driving one-handed trying to be cool and about the wreck. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: if, uh, if someone were to hand you an envelope, and inside of this envelope was the date of your final career victory, would you want to open it?
2: Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I would, because I have zero right now, so I would love to see when my first and last one would come.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Um, Bubba, have you achieved your childhood dream?
2: Honestly, I didn't have a childhood dream. Um, I didn't want to be an astronaut. I didn't want to be a race car driver. I just, I never had goals. I don't don't mean that, like, don't set goals for yourself, but I just, I just try to conquer everything that's in front of me. You know, Mm -hmm. if something new pops up today, then it's like, all right, go out and, and try to be the best at it. And that's, that's kind of how I've always lived life. So, um, I guess that goes back to planning and that shows that I don't have plans. I just go out and do things.
1: Okay. So each week, obviously I ask a driver to give me a question for the next interview. Uh, the last interview I did was with Rico Abreu and his question was, um, the future of our sport is built off the youth. So if someone wants to be involved, do you push them to be like a race fan or a race car driver? If that's their dream, like which do you steer them one way or the other?
2: Um, I think it's obviously everybody wants to be a part of our sport. Um, wants to drive and, you know, I'm not afraid to tell them, like, hey, driving ain't for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so it's the ones that give driving a shot and quickly realize, like, driving wasn't for them. Or they knew that they didn't have what it takes, whether that's financial or just the skill set. Um, so it's, it's, it's up to them to find out which path they want to choose. And then that's where we come through and kind of give our guidance. At least that's my opinion mm-hmm
1: okay so uh the next interview i'm doing is supposed to be with larson uh do you have a question i can ask young money
2: <laughs> oh man we could go off the rails with this one. Oh boy i don't know i, I might have to do the old deal and, and text you
1: okay okay you want to think about it a little here. bit uh-huh yeah okay yeah all right that sounds good um, oh, man thanks so much for uh for hopping on here and doing this. I appreciate it.
2: No problem. Hope I got everything answered for you.
1: You did. You did. Thanks. All right, see you guys later. All right, later dude. See ya. All right, everybody, there you have it. Bubba Wallace on the 12 questions, and uh that was a lot of fun. I love the proposal stories. And by the way, just a, a couple clarifications there. Uh the reason that I knew they were going to be in Portland is because uh, Amanda his fiance had put on her Instagram, hey, we're going to Portland for a vacation, and she put one of those question boxes of, does anybody have any recommendations? My wife, Sarah, and I used to live in Portland for about three years. We really love the city, so I sent a bunch of recommendations of things they should do while they're there. Obviously, didn't know the trip was going to have a proposal involved. Also, um, this was actually the seventh interview, 12 questions interview that I've done with Bubba Wallace. He thought it was the third but we've been doing them uh, dating back all the way to 2013. So appreciate his time over the years in participating in those. And maybe he'll be able to catch Jimmy Johnson one day or whoever's in first. I, I need to look up whoever's in first because that's probably a interesting tidbit for those of you who listen often to know who, who has done the most of these. So um, we'll find out. Anyway, there's a lot of good stuff coming up on The Athletic, including if you are a subscriber, you can get early access to these podcasts each week in addition to the written version and we have some playoff features we're going to be rolling out very shortly um, if they're not already on the website by the time you hear this so please go to theathletic.com slash 12 questions one two questions you should be able to see the latest deal there appreciate your support as we try to get out to the racetracks and get your favorite drivers on the line or in person to do these interviews Anyway, thanks everybody so much for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.